Welcome to the IoT podcast powered by Paratus People. Be among the first to find out what's happening in the fascinating and growing world of IoT from the industry leaders themselves. Welcome to the IoT podcast show. I'm your host, Tom White. Today, we are joined by Mika Tienhara. Mika is the CEO of Roxol. Uh, Roxol is a leading smart process imaging company focused within the oil and gas industry. Mika is also a prominent thought leader within the IoT space, notable in scaling up varying businesses. Mika, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you for having me, Tom. You're very welcome. And, and, and my, what, what I say, what a, what a wonderful background you have there, Mika, as well. It looks like you're in some form of party. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit bubbly here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, very good. Um, Mika, so I know a little bit about yourself and obviously what your business does, but for the benefit of our listeners and our viewers, could you uh, kick off by just explaining what your background is in IoT? Yeah, thanks, Tom. You know, I started off uh, many hundred years ago in, in automotive industry with uh, automation and robotics, etc. And let's say that was more like the industry 3.0. And later on, I've been working with, uh, let's say, model factories for Industry 4.0, where you have the IoT, the connectivity, uh, machines talking to each other. So that has kind of uh, been my, my progress throughout the industry. But my babies, in terms of businesses, have come in the oil and gas industry. And uh, there I've seen that the lack of, let's say, good relevant data they're behind on digitalization and automation so what we are doing here is actually to bring iot and connectivity from critical process sources in order to enable a better data analytics and and production optimization solutions okay thank you very much yeah i mean it's interesting that you come obviously from automotive in into oil and gas which is uh, obviously quite synonymous with, with where you are in the world right there's a lot of businesses obviously involved within that um could, could you explain a little bit about how Roxol operates um, and the sort of innovative solutions that you're providing for your customers? Yeah, so let's go into oil and gas and the upstream processing side of it, uh, which is when you actually, from production, you, you get gas, uh, the liquids of oil and water, as well as you can have solids production. So this is much upstream from before you get your petrol to your car. So uh, what happens there is actually you, you want to separate unmixable liquids where you have a blend of these liquids with, with oil and water, as well as they form emulsions then. But then when you have uh, sensor units in situ, meaning uh, active sensing, typically or many times you get uh, from this emulsion or goo in a sense because you have all the solids and things like that. So they actually... Uh, accumulate on uh, sensor surfaces, unwanted accumulation, meaning that you get a layer, a fouling, which prevents data to be, let's say, uh, recorded and transmitted. So we have come up with uh, very robust and reliable sensor units, which read through that type of fouling layers. So we see beyond that. And that means that from a, such a critical uh, process as the, let's say, separation area. We have uh, continuous critical data 24-7. And based on this, we have also the, let's say, the image recognition, talking about tomography and high-resolution 
solutions of that, where we can then do a very, I would say, forensic analytics of what what kind of matters you have in the flow. Mm. This uh, translates to actually that you can uh, tune your operations much better. You can uh, get a better product quality. Then we talk about the gas, the oil, the water, and of course, uh, reduce the co total cost, operating costs. Yeah. This is critical. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, I completely understand. And I, and, and I think for, uh, you know, in a traditional sense, oil and gas is, 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 is largely not been known for its sort of, you know, digi digitization really as an industry. And we're now seeing a lot more uh, um, focus around sustainability and the crucial role of sustainability uh, in the oil and gas um, industry. Uh, for Roxol, um, the solution that you have, um, particularly using things like um, tomographic technology, how, how does that work in creating a more sustainable um, solution for, for the industry, Mika? Yeah, that's a really good question, Tom. And first of all, you think that oh, oil and gas and being an, let's say, coming with new technology, is that a good combination? I think definitely yes, because as you said, uh, oil and gas is lagging behind in terms of digitalization. There's been a lot of, let's say, manual work uh, offline and not being quantified in real time because it's also very difficult. The variability between oil fields is huge. And the, the, let's say conditions can vary a lot. So what we have been seeing that, of course, there's a huge waste in terms of energy spent to, to produce. Uh, the facilities are inefficient. So applying this type of solutions that we have and the technology, uh, we can actually, uh, let's say, increase the energy efficiency. You can, for instance, then uh, reduce the amount of chemicals used or the heat. And of course, also handle or doing the process control in that sense that you get the best quality out with, with the minimum effort. So mm. that, that, that is quite critical. And of course, we see also from, let's say, when you go to the uh, emission and, and pollution control, by having better instrumentation and real-time data, you can control, monitor, and, and uh, mitigate that better. But mm. actually, I would like to point out that this is not just uh, for the oil and gas industry. You know, our type of sensors and technology can be utilized uh, in multi-industry anywhere where you have some kind of let's say process flow and in our let's say daily digitalized world where we use all the uh, phones etc and we we ask more from the chips the semiconductors their yield has to be uh, higher and higher more bandwidth more storage space etc so semiconductor uh, industry and the production is actually um, applying more aggressive chemicals to improve that semiconductor performance. What this actually results in is that you get uh, toxic pollution and very rapid uh, deposit buildup in exhaust ducts. And so that's the same problem again. If you go in with monitoring tools like we have, you can actually mitigate that or enable that. Mm. Mm. It's not just oil and gas. So we, we, we think about, uh, let's say, of course, uh, providing or being an enabler for more affordable and cleaner energy.
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I think that's a you know a very pressing subject right now in the world, isn't it? You know, um, and 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 I think Mika, what's your opinion on this? There's a lot more players coming to the market at the moment, innovating, you know, at a really accelerated rate within AI and IoT. Um, what are the biggest challenges, in your view, for companies looking to adopt AI and IoT initiatives in the, in the coming years? Yeah, I th- you know, I see a lot of examples and, and talk with peers also, uh, innovators coming with AI, etc. And let's say in oil and gas, like I mentioned, the variability is huge. So uh, that might also cause some hurdles that you, you come to, a, let's say, a piloting case. But how to scale up then? That's always mm. a bit uh, tricky. And uh, I think there's many who think that come with smart solutions and they go to one oil company or energy company. And then you have a successful pilot there and you knock on the door to the next one. And they say, well, we didn't develop or validate that. So we have to start for all over with us. Mm. And I think we have to as a community in the oil and gas industry, also open up more, open innovation, collaboration. And I see a lot of tendencies now that it's moving that way. Tech companies working directly with the operators. And I think that's the uh, melody for the future. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, yeah, I think from from our point of view, from people that we've had on the show, people are saying similar things. So I, I completely agree with you. Um, just want to apologize. The lights have turned off in my office. I'm the, I'm the only okay. one here. So when I, uh, yeah. so, so when, I'm, when I'm, yeah, so when I'm, when I'm filming a podcast or what have you, I'm not walking around so the motion sensors turn off. So, uh, see so for anyone that's just noticed that the lights have turned off, then, uh, do apologize. Um, Miko, you're obviously a serial entrepreneur and intrapreneur, right? So yeah. you've got a lot of experience in scaling up companies, uh, often from scratch. Um, slightly uh, separate question here compared to IoT, but um, in your view, what are the key indicators that uh, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs can really take home uh, as, a, as a key enabler for, for growth? Um, what would you say were the, were the top three things that people should be mindful of when trying to scale their businesses? Yeah, of course. I think it's crucial or very critical to have uh, the right team. You need yeah. to have a, a team that can perform, that is, uh, let's say, resilient, have a playbook or experience with it, because it, it's a huge effort to, to scale up. And then, of course, don't just fall in love with your own product. You have to understand what is the business value for the customers. So you have to translate your value proposition into business value for customers. And uh, it's... And I would say it's hard work and a bit of luck too yeah. into that uh, <laughs> mixture. Yeah. But I think you create your own luck, don't you? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Within this, Absolutely. you know, um, oh, yes. and, 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 and focusing in the, in, in the right area, making quick decisions and also having the agility to turn, um, I think, as a, as a scale-up business um, quickly is, is something that's really important, especially this year, Mika. Yeah. Things have been tough for everyone. I don't think there's anyone that has been unaffected um, because of the whole chain of events that have happened. Um, so I think it's important that people can uh, can change their businesses quite uh, quite 
quickly when they need to, right? So um, for me, that's for me, that's really really important. Um, last, lastly, um, really keen to to hear where you might be going with rock salt in the future um, and what that means for the oil and gas industry. Um, we have a lot of people talking about alternative power and what have you. I'm 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 keen to understand where you are going with rock salt, what this means for oil and gas, and what we can expect to see over the coming years. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Let me just tie back to your uh, comment, to your last question there. I think also, let's say, being dynamic, learning mm. from your failures, you will fail with any uh, venture in that sense. But take that as a learning point and pivot, adapt, go move forward because you get yeah. better in that way. So, no mistakes, just lessons, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I think where where we are with Roxol and, you know, our uh, management team. I mean, we've done several exits uh, and uh, we are utilizing our capabilities in terms of scaling up our business now. So uh, that that's the path we're on. We're growing. We've had a record year this year, 2020. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. It's been hard work as always, but we are continuing to grow. And I think our, our purpose here is to build a uh, uh, really successful company, not just in oil and gas, various applications there, but also go into multi-industry solution with this. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would be great to see in the future. It'd be great to see where you go. I think, you know, with you at the helm, Mika, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be success. Um, so, uh, you know, good luck to you. You, me you mentioned as well at the start of this, you're, you're off to, you're off to America now, or you're off to doing something in America or? Yeah, we're yeah. Thanks uh, for asking, Tom. We're uh, you know I'm not taking my my uh, Christmas leave yet. Still have one uh, pitch event in New York uh, today, where we are one of the emerging tech companies uh, pitching at that event with 400 investors. So like, wow. really looking forward to that. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Well, yeah, it goes about saying good luck with that, and I'm sure it would be. Uh, I'm sure it would be well well received. Mika, thank you so much for your time. It's been lovely having you on the show and really insightful to, to understand a bit more about Roxol and, and what you're looking to achieve with the business. Um, we'd love to have you back on in the future to see where, where you've got to and, what, and how the business has evolved uh, since the last time that you've spoken. So thank you so much for your time. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Tom. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for more episodes in the IoT podcast the leading podcast among the IoT community.